The Boston Celtics beat the Milwaukee Bucks, stomped the Milwaukee Bucks in game seven of the Eastern Conference semifinals. Now it's on to Miami. Grant Williams was awesome, but there was a third quarter stretch that I think turned this entire game around. I'll talk about that. And the biggest mistake Milwaukee made that made this game seven win possible. It's all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, gapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Thank you for making the show your first listen every day and part of your daily routine that's here for you Monday through Friday, free and available wherever podcasts exist. It's also on YouTube. Watch the show on YouTube. Subscribe to the show on YouTube. The goal has been 500 subscribers per series. We're almost at that 6,000 mark. We just need a couple dozen more. Maybe we'll get it by the time people watch the end of this podcast here, but hoping to hit that goal, and there's going to be another goal, another 6,500, because the Boston Celtics are going on to face the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals after a 109-81 win over the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I've written a book called The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, and I was one of the media voters on the 75th anniversary team, and I am here for you at the TD Garden. If you're looking over my right shoulder, if you're watching the show on YouTube, that's the logo. I am on the floor courtside at the Garden after the win. Later on, that third quarter stretch, that big stretch that I think actually won the game for the Celtics, uh, the most important part of the game, most important aspect, I guess, whatever. That's coming up in the third segment. In the second segment, Grant Williams. This is the Grant Williams game. I knew there was going to be some weirdness because that's what game sevens are. There's weirdness in game seven. Somebody you don't expect to step up tends to step up. I called Grant Williams before the game. I was on channel five with Duke Castiglione. I said it there. I said it on Boston sports journal. I didn't say seven for 18 shooting from three, but I'll talk about that in the second segment. But in the first segment, the biggest mistake the Milwaukee Bucks made in making this Game seven win possible. I'd like to thank today's sponsor of Lockdown Celtics, Sakara Nutrition. Sakara is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish. Go to sakara.com. That's S A K A R A, sakara.com slash lockdown20 or enter the code lockdown20 for 20% off at checkout. So, what's that big mistake? You know what the mistake is. The mistake is that they put the game seven here in Boston in the first place. That's the mistake the Milwaukee Bucks made because home court advantage actually means something. And I thought this was a a situation where the home court in game seven was the game changer. Having this game here in Boston meant something. And you go back to that final regular season game and where the Milwaukee Bucks said, you know what? We'll sacrifice home court against the Celtics. We'll sacrifice that, that home court in game seven, we don't feel like we'll need it. 
you clearly didn't feel like you'd need it. Because if you thought, oh God, we need we need to make sure that game seven's at home, they would have they would have gone for it, and they wouldn't have cared that they were going to face the the, the 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 Brooklyn Nets. The Celtics said, you know what, no problem, we'll take the second seed, we'll face the Brooklyn Nets. Smoked them, swept them. Then you take a, a bunch of time off, get your bodies right, come out here, and you you play Milwaukee. Okay, to a standstill. Milwaukee won three games. The one game, that one game, game one, was legit. Like, Milwaukee was the absolute better team from start to finish. Game one, Celtics got smacked in the mouth. That was a give Milwaukee that. The other two wins could have gone either way. Game three in Milwaukee, Jason Tatum sucked. It was, what, two of 12, whatever it was. Had 12 points or two of 12, whatever the number was. I forget it off the top of my head. If he was any good for any stretch, Celtics could have won that thing. Game five here in Boston, the Celtics uh, blew it. The Celtics blew it. I had the, for a second, I was like, wait a minute, was it game five? Yeah, it was game five. A little, little brain freeze here. It's been a long day. But in game five, the Celtics blew it. They had that 14-point lead, and they played like crap. The old Celtics kind of came back in. And they and look, Milwaukee still needed a they needed to go perfect from three in the fourth quarter, and they needed that Bobby Portis tip in. Like any number of things could have gone differently in that game. The Celtics could have won. They didn't. All right, fine. I, I've said multiple times that the 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 champs come in and they play with poise, and it doesn't matter if you've won on the scorecards for 11 rounds. If you get knocked out in the 12th round, you get knocked out. So give Milwaukee the credit. But even the Locked On Bucks podcast, I listened to the Locked On Bucks podcast. Even the Locked On Bucks podcast was saying the Milwaukee wins were kind of close and the Boston wins were pretty convincing, pretty definite. So they came into this feeling like this game seven was going to be a loss, even on the Locked On Bucks podcast, because this is a home game. This is the home crowd. And let me tell you, at this point, everybody's beat to hell. Everyone's beat to hell. And People are feeling that lactic acid build up in their in their legs. They're sore. They're you got Giannis Antetokounmpo, who was amazing in this series. Amazing. The Celtics played him. I think they played great defense on him, and he became the first player ever to score two hundred points, one hundred rebounds, and fifty assists in a series. And I thought the Celtics played him great in this series. Could not ask him to be any better on Giannis. And he still went off for like 40 a game and had that, that stat line, historic stat line. But by the end, he was sitting there. I'm, I'm sitting on the side. Where am I? I'm at the scorer's table. My laptop is sitting on the scorer's table. You look behind me. You can see. You can get that orientation. I'm like on the, on the top hat side of the, uh, the leprechaun. So down this way to my right is the Bucks bench. And down there is where Giannis slumped into his chair. And yeah, he was kind of beaten, defeated at the end when he came out. He was also like gassed, wiped out, done. He gave this series everything they had. Running into Grant Williams and having Giannis run into you over and over and over again. Everyone's beat to hell. So how do you how do you get that advantage? 
How do you come out of this and say, well, the Celtics had more energy down the stretch because the people who are filling these seats and when you're out there, it's in your brain. The fatigue is in your brain. Your, your brain releases the adrenaline, the chemicals. Your brain sends it to your, your body. It says, okay, adrenal glands, release. That's how it works. But your brain has to say, do it. You can't, I can't just sit here and be like, okay, brain, tell the adrenal glands, I want some adrenaline. I'm feeling kind of low-key. Let's, let's go. No, you have to have a trigger. And when you're out there and you're playing and the shot falls and you turn around and everyone, this place is packed and screaming for you. You get that, ooh, that little feeling. That's what home court advantage is. That's what it is. It's not because the place is loud. Every arena is loud, generally speaking, minus a handful. Every, every team has the best fans in the world, right? Like every, every team will say thank you to the best fans in the world, right? It's not about that. And some of it is sleeping in your own bed and some of it is eating your own food and getting to a familiar place and all of that and not having to take a team bus. Like that certainly plays into it. But what home court advantage really, really is, is when you're tired as hell and the other team's tired as hell and something happens on that floor and the whole arena does something, reacts, and you get that little boost, that little bit of adrenaline, that little thing, that's home court advantage. And that's what the Celtics got. That's what Grant Williams got. That's what Peyton Pritchard got. That's what these guys got on the floor. When that shot goes in and Payton Pritchard's like, that's what I do. That's the adrenaline. That little moment right here on this spot right behind me. That's where he said it. That's what I do. That's that flood of adrenaline. That's that flood of hormones and chemicals in your body that your brain releases. That's home court. Because that crowd is fueling that. You see it. That's what home court advantage is. The Bucks gave that up and they needed it. They needed it because by the time game seven rolled around, everybody was wiped out. Everybody came into this with the, the gas light on, on their dashboard. It was Milwaukee that ran out of gas. It was Boston that found a way on fumes to get to the end. Milwaukee screwed up. I see all you Bucks fans. If you're still watching, if you're still listening, you might have moved on. You probably, they probably not even here anymore. Oh, but I got the receipts though. I got the receipts. I'll be pulling those. You all came into my YouTube comments. Don't think I'm just going to sit there and let that happen. I'm just going to wait till the opportune time to let you know that I see all these comments and all these. All these Bucks fans calling me arrogant for saying that the Celtics being physical would impact the Bucks, that being a physical series would, would favor the Celtics. But who was the one that wore down? It was the Milwaukee Bucks that wore down. Up next, let's get to some Grant Williams. Let's talk about Grant Williams, or as Jalen Brown calls him, Grant Curry, because Grant Williams broke a Steph Curry record. We're going to do that. Right after I talk to you about Sakara feeling your best 
starts with what you eat. Sakara helps you live a healthy, balanced lifestyle and truly enjoy it with delicious, plant-rich, transformational nutrition that builds a foundation for living your best body. Okay, Sakara is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. Gives you tools that you need to transform your life, whether they're organic, ready-to-eat meal, delivery program, and functional uh, wellness essentials. Their nutritionally designed chef-catered breakfast, lunches, and dinners are made with powerful plant-rich ingredients, helping boost your energy, support your digestion, curbs your sugar cravings. That's great. It gets your skin glowing. Plus, it's all delivered right to your home, ready to eat. Scar's functional plant-rich wellness essentials help you create a body you love living in. From their best-selling metabolism super powder to the foundation, their daily supplement packs, Sakara's products are designed to support your wellness goals anytime, anywhere. Right now, Sakara is offering Lockdown Celtics listeners 20% off your first order when you go to sakara.com slash locked on 20, or you can enter code locked on 20 at checkout. That's Sakara, S A K A R A dot com slash locked on 20 to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash locked on 20. Hey, if you're interested in keeping up on the draft at all, check out the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast hosted by Raphael Barlow. I know Raphael because I worked with him on our big draft show last, last summer in Dallas. This dude knows his stuff. He's traveling around the country in the world, scouting people in person. So check out the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast. You can subscribe to his NBA Big Board newsletter. He's the guy to follow. You can get that podcast wherever you found Locked On Celtics. Boston Celtics, again, beat the Milwaukee Bucks 109-81. They got 23 points from Jason Tatum. Nice night. 7-14 shooting. 5-9 from three. Six rebounds and eight assists are the big deal. He did have seven turnovers, but the eight assists are great. Jalen Brown, 50% shooting night for him. 19 points. Solid night. Eight rebounds, two steals, just two turnovers for him. Marcus Smart, 11 points, 10, 10 assists. Nice night for him. Uh, But the big night, the big night came from Grant Williams. Grant Williams scored 27 points, outscored everyone on the floor, outscored Giannis, outscored the Celtics uh, starters, the Celtics uh, stars. Took 22 shots, more than any other Celtic. Took 18 three-pointers, more than anybody, anybody ever in a game seven. More than Steph Curry, who held the previous record. So Grant Williams comes to the podium after the game and people are like, so you broke Steph Curry's record. You talking some smack in there and his just smile gets all wide. He's so happy to be mentioned as a shooter in the same sentence as Steph Curry is in any form. He comes out and shoots seven of 18 from three. Now the 18 three pointers is a bit ridiculous. And Jalen Brown was asked, Hey, if I told you that, Jay, that that game seven would be won by Grant Williams because he took 18 three-pointers, Jalen said, I'd call you a liar if you told me that. Straight up. But after the game, Ime said, I told Grant to let it fly. That's the exact quote. Told Grant to let it fly because they're disrespecting you more than they have because they're leaving him open. Now, he had a good shooting, a couple of good shooting nights earlier in the series. And then his shooting tailed off. And in the last game, he shot one three-pointer. And the game before that, 
he shot two. And what he had been doing was up faking and driving into a crowd. And that's not what the Celtics want him to do. Now, he's done a great job this season learning to attack the closeouts, which is a big step for him. And this is going to be a great summer for him learning how to attack a closeout and how to drive and dish and, and really hammering that home. That's a big thing for him. But in this series, the Celtics needed him to shoot those shots. Now, if they're really closing out and you don't feel comfortable, then you drive, you attack the closeout, and you move the ball, and you replace, and you, you relocate, and you get another three-pointer. But what he did in this game was, all right, Eme says shoot. Jalen Brown says they told him to shoot. Jason Tatum said he told him to shoot. So Grant Williams said, all right, I'm going to shoot. And he kept on shooting. Game sevens are weird because – you know that the other team, they're just not going to single cover Jason Tatum. Like the, the whole notion of, oh, yeah, we'll just play a drop coverage and let them step into mid-range jumpers. That's not, especially not after the shooting game that Tatum had in game, in game six. Like that's, they weren't going to let that happen. They, he, he wasn't going to, no. And Jalen Brown stepped into one that I remember at the beginning of the third quarter, but that that's the bucks were not going to go home because Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown sent them home because that's, those are the two guys you're supposed to stop. It becomes like, if I, it's as if I said, Hey, look, if the Boston Celtics are going to lose, I'm okay with the Celtics losing. If, if you dare Grayson Allen to beat them, and Grayson Allen beats them, then you say, all right, which actually I don't want Grayson Allen to do anything. I'm happy that he lost. I'm happy that I had an offer. Fans kept booing him when he came in, and I get it, but you should be cheering when Grayson Allen comes in. I think that's a more effective taunt. When you're a dude on the other, on the other side and you check in and the whole crowd goes, yes, yes. You know, that, that's like, wait a minute. Are you? Why are you happy that I'm in? It's because you suck. It's because you can't defend and you can't hit a shot and you can't make a layup. You're playing terribly. You're playing the worst basketball we've seen on a basketball court in a long, long time. You and George Hill. You know, like that's, we should have gotten like some kind of organized chant that was like creative, like, you know, something about Grayson's defense and whatever, like, but whatever, like that's, that's who you want to beat you. Somebody else, not Giannis. If the Celtics lost this because Giannis had 60 points and he had 20 rebounds, so if he had 60, 20, and 14, you'd be like, couldn't do anything to stop this dude? I mean, he couldn't do anything to stop that dude, really. Like I said, they, they defended him well, and he had an awesome series. But Milwaukee was not going to say Tatum and Brown beat us. They dared Grant Williams to do it, and he did it. And he did it in rhythm, and he took the open shots. And he didn't, even at the beginning where he, he hit the first one and he, he missed a couple after that and he started to be hesitant about it. And Ime said, told him, keep shooting because what else are you going to do? You don't do anything else on offense. You, you shoot or you hurt us. And so he said, all right, fine, fine. I'll keep shooting. And next thing you know, just kept on going and kept on going and kept on going. And 
just kept burying the Bucks. When and that's deflating to the other team. When you have a defense geared towards, all right, we're gonna stop, we're gonna stop everybody else, and good luck, Grant. And then he goes, okay, sure, no problem. I'll take this. And he took it. Grant Williams in the first quarter hit his first shot, was one for three from three. Struggled after that in the second quarter. He ended up two of five after that. In the second half, Grant shot four of 10, six of 12 overall, 16 points in the second half. He and Peyton Pritchard were the only two Celtics in the second half in double digits. Jason Tatum scored six. Jalen Brown scored nine, four of six shooting. Grant Williams in the second half took twice as many shots as anybody else on the Celtics. <laughs> how ridiculous is that? Honestly, how ridiculous is that? 12 shots for him. 10 of them three-pointers. 10 three-pointers for him. He took a third of Boston's three-pointers. He shot four of 10 in the second half. Milwaukee was one of 14 in the second half from three. And you got to give credit to the Celtics defense. And Grant was part of that defense. Got to give credit to the Celtics defense for closing out on those shooters and, you know, making it tough. Every time Giannis put the ball on the floor, it felt like there were five hands in there digging at it. He had five turnovers, and I'm, I'm surprised that it was five. Giannis held to 10 of 26 shooting. A lot of those in the paint that he couldn't finish, you could tell he was gassed. He didn't have anything else. That defense was just spectacular. The Celtics' defense was a clinic in this series. So then you get out and run, and then you have Grant kind of trailing. You get the ball movement. It all worked out perfectly. Um, it was beautiful. So Grant Williams has his breakout game, his Kelly Olynyk game, the game where somebody – has to step up, right? Because you need somebody to score that 20 points and put you over the top. Well, he's the guy that did it. But that's not the, that's not the key stretch. There were two others, but one really, really important one. Came in the third quarter. You might know what I'm talking about. We'll talk about that when I come back. First, let me talk to you about Built Bar and Birthday Cake Puffs. Built Puffs, I talk about Built Bars because they're protein bars. They taste like a candy bar, but they also have puffs, which is basically like a protein-infused marshmallow, okay? It's only 150 calories, but it's got 16 grams of protein in it. It tastes like a piece of birthday cake. And the best thing I can tell you, the absolute killer selling point is that I had a 13-year-old in the car with me. I pick up my shipment. I'm like, oh, great. They sent me Built Built puffs, these birthday cake puffs. So I said to the, the kid here, I was like, hey, you want to try one of these? Sure. And then he grabbed another one after he was done with it. That this is a 13-year-old kid. They don't eat stuff that they don't want to eat. He grabbed the built puff, the birthday cake puff. He's like, you know what? I want more of that. So it's delicious. If you haven't tried one, it's uh it's like a chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. Uh, it's delicious. Like I said, 150 calories, 
16 grams of protein, nine grams of sugar in this particular limited edition flavor. So go to uh, built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, LOCKED15. You get 15% off your order. LOCKED15 works every single time. Use it on the Built Puffs, use it on the Built Bars, figure out whatever you want to get, stock up later. You don't have to find feel pressure to, to get it now. LOCKED15 gets you 15% off at built.com. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Why not make Lockdown NBA your second listen every day? Uh, they've got the playoffs covered. Now, normally I'm one of the Wednesday hosts this week. Uh, I'm not going to be on on Wednesday because Tuesday night is game one in Miami. But still follow Lockdown NBA because normally I'll be there on Wednesdays with Jake Madison. Uh, it's a great podcast covering the league. Fun games in this <laughs> tonight for them to cover. Uh, Phoenix got blown out. I looked up from writing. And they were down 40. Phoenix bounced. Bye-bye, Phoenix. You're out. Dallas advances to the conference finals against Golden State. So Boston Celtics, Miami Heat, Golden State, Dallas Mavericks. That's your final four. So now we're on an every other day. Celtics play 830, which is really 845 because it's the ESPN game. So this is late, late games now. You can see already everybody complaining already on Twitter. It's... Um, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and so on uh, for the series. In fact, let me uh, just double check here because I've got the Celtics schedule open in a different tab. Celtics, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, all 8.30, Monday night at 8.30 at home, then the following Wednesday at 8.30, then the following Friday at 8.30, and then the following Sunday at 8.30. So, Every, every game is an 8.30 p.m. start, which is really 8.45. Late nights, which means this, this podcast is going to be late. It's your, I might be just finishing it as you're waking up. So. <laughs> All right. The Celtics, the, the key stretch here for me in this is in the third quarter, Jason Tatum with 7.44 to go commits an offensive foul. Celtics are up 10, and it's in that danger zone. Right? It's like I said, 744 to go, plenty of time, only 10 point lead. And it's his fourth foul. So he goes to the bench. And you think, this is going to be tough. This is going to be a tough spot. But what happens? The Celtics actually hold the fort. Again, because it's home court advantage, they don't shrink in this moment. This is another point where home court made a huge difference because what happens if this happened in Milwaukee? Jason Tatum sits down with four fouls in the third quarter against Milwaukee and the crowd goes nuts and Milwaukee gets that juice. And all of a sudden that 10 point lead, tell you what, it's not going to be 10 anymore. That's a fact because in Milwaukee, that little extra juice, that's going to fuel a run. Guarantee you that's going to fuel a run against uh, the Celtics. But what happens? Right away, Derek White comes in. He gets a steal. Steals the ball from Giannis. Hits Al Horford. He gets a layup. It's now a 12-point game. So Holiday gets, gets it to uh, back to 10. Grant Williams hits a three-pointer. It's 68-55. Now that's at the 620 mark. And it stays 68-25 until the four-minute mark, 68-55, until 
Bobby Portis finally hits a three. Somebody hits a three for Milwaukee. They go two and a half minutes, basically. Two and a half minutes without scoring both sides. That stretch is actually huge. That's an actually like a big major stretch for this game because instead of Milwaukee going on a run, Boston adds to the lead. After the Portis three, Grant Williams gets a dunk. Then Marcus Smart goes to the line. Brown and Giannis exchange buckets. Grant Williams hits a three. Drew Holiday hits a couple of free throws. Giannis gets a dunk. But then Derek White hits a three-pointer. His, he was one of 10. But that three-pointer makes it a 15-point game heading into the fourth quarter. So with Jason Tatum on the bench, not only does Milwaukee not make a run, Boston is plus five in that stretch. That's the game. That's the game. Now, it's still you got to go through the fourth quarter, right? You still got to go through the, the whole fourth quarter, and it's, it's nothing safe because the Celtics have blown a 14-point lead with 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. There's nothing that says them uh, with a 15-point lead to start the fourth quarter is anything. But Grant Williams, three-pointer. Jason Tatum comes in, hits a shot. Then Peyton Pritchard goes bananas. Like I said, right here in this spot. That's what I do. Pritchard comes in, makes a big impact. Pritchard made a big impact in this game. Early in the game, it was him driving and dishing, collapsing the defense. Great job. Um, now, we saw a couple of plays where they picked on him defensively, and that was like, okay, we knew, we, we knew that that was coming. But that little stretch for him driving and dishing was huge. And then he hits those three-pointers, and then he's grabbing offensive rebounds, which is the most inexcusable thing that anything uh, that you could have as a Milwaukee Bucks team. You're the big, bad Milwaukee Bucks. You're the tallest team out there, and you're letting Peyton Pritchard swoop in for offensive rebounds? Crushing, crushing. That third-quarter stretch where the Celtics not only survived but added to their lead in the third quarter is where you felt really, really good about this game. Uh, even though it was still within striking distance, the Celtics never let Giannis get into anything. Uh, they made life difficult on him. It's great, 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 great performance all the way around for the Celtics. Obviously, it was a 28-point win for them. So now it's Miami. And so tomorrow I'll be recording a crossover podcast. Let's see how I piss off Miami Heat fans. I'll tell you what, though, I pissed off Brooklyn Nets fans, and I was right. I pissed off uh, Milwaukee Bucks fans, and I was right. So let me chew on how I think this series is going to go. But I'll stay consistent. I said, whichever team comes out of this series is going to beat the Miami Heat. I still think the Celtics are going to beat the Miami Heat. Let me think about, though, how that's going to happen, because there is going to be some carryover. The, the Heat got a couple extra days. They had a different kind of series against Philly than Boston did against Milwaukee. Boston's a little bruised and battered. and You can say, wow, the, the Bucks took a lot out of them. Let's see. It's like playing another boss in a video game. That health meter's down, right? Can the Celtics get that health meter back up? 
Let's see. They don't have home court advantage. That's a big deal. That is a big deal. So let's see if the Celtics can go steal that back in one of these next two games. I'm going to be in Miami. I will be there, and I will be there post game for you. So whenever there's a post game, whenever there's a game, I will be here post game for you with a bonus podcast. Like I said, tomorrow's going to be a crossover podcast, so you can get the Heat side and the Celtics side. So make sure you're subscribed to the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Enough with the Milwaukee Bucks. The Celtics go off and win game seven convincingly. Now we're on to Miami, and it's possibly a trip to the NBA Finals. Think about that for a second. Just think about that for a minute. This team that pissed so many people off earlier this season, this team's going to the NBA Finals potentially. Got to get past the, the Miami Heat. So subscribe to the podcast wherever you get the podcast. Subscribe to the show on YouTube. Like I said, I'm going for 500 new subscribers every series. So I'm counting this day, this podcast, the Milwaukee Day Game 7 podcast, as still part of this, this series. So if I can get to 6,000, then I hit the goal, and I want to get another 500 through the Miami series. So hopefully you subscribe on YouTube. You can help me out by sharing the podcast, telling your friends and family, everybody, they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.